You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group and American National Insurance. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Angostura. If you've ever made a cocktail at home, you've most likely shaken Angostura bitters into your cocktail at the very end of the cocktail making process. In addition to bitters, Angostura has been making world-class rum for more than 130 years. The next fall cocktail you make, try the beautiful, smooth flavor of Angostura rum. It will transport you to the Caribbean islands of Trinidad and Tobago. The House of Angostura will celebrate its 200-year anniversary of turning drinks into cocktails in 2024. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. Hi, everyone, and welcome to To Dine For, the podcast where we meet the world's most creative and innovative minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is Bethany Hamilton. I find that in life, when we do our best version of ourselves, like that alone has a ripple effect and can do so much more than you even know. I am really excited to share this interview I did with Bethany Hamilton in Hawaii specifically Kauai, at her favorite restaurant called Postcards Cafe. You may know that Bethany lost her arm during a shark attack when she was already a champion surfer, but it's what she did after that attack that makes her so remarkable and inspirational. I love this conversation for so many reasons. Bethany is definitely a unique person whose love of the ocean and surfing comes shining through, but also her love of God and his ability to help her through her storm is on full display. Please enjoy my interview with Bethany Hamilton. Aloha. Today I am on the beautiful Hawaiian island of Kauai, on my way into a local gem, Postcards Cafe. The woman who chose this as her absolute favorite restaurant is a true inspiration. Her name is Bethany Hamilton. Bethany! Hi! How are you? It's so nice to meet you. I made it to Kauai. Yeah, woohoo! Aloha. Aloha. There are many places that can compare to the natural beauty of Kauai. The Garden Isle is the fourth largest of the Hawaiian islands, volcanic in origin, and approximately 5 million years old. 
a magical place that boasts fertile land for farming, along with breathtaking mountains, waterfalls, rivers, and canyons. Waimea Canyon, nearly 3,000 feet deep, is often called the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. But on the north side of the island, just down the road from Hanalei Bay, is Postcards Cafe. Oh, and it's a perfect day. I was worried about the so nice weather out. and it's spectacular. I know, it was kind of like, oh, I want to be at the beach right now. But. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm stealing a beach day away from you. I feel guilty. I'll make it later okay. with the family. Postcards Cafe acts as both a gourmet restaurant and a lesson in Hanalei's history. Originally a plantation cottage built in the 1860s by Chinese immigrants who found success as sandalwood traders. The building was destroyed by a hurricane in 1992 before owner Joe Pascal rebuilt it just the way it was. Oh, I just love the building. It, it means something to me. I like to save things. So when I did rebuild the building, I did all the windows the way they were. I did everything that was historical. Now it is a must-try food destination, featuring the food of chef Javier Melendez. The dishes feature organic, in-season local ingredients and fresh seafood from the Garden Isle, while applying French and Japanese cooking techniques. With flavors inspired by Asian, African, Caribbean, and Spanish cuisine, guests enjoy dishes that serve as culinary postcards from around the world. But the whole idea was to really introduce organic food to people because I thought, hey, life is about eating. And that was the whole idea behind it. It is the perfect place to sit down with Bethany Hamilton to talk about her incredible journey and how her challenges and victories shaped the woman she is today. Here we are on this absolutely spectacular island. You could have chosen any restaurant as your favorite. Why did you choose Postcards Cafe as your favorite? I love Postcards. It just feels like old Hawaii, and they make great food, more locally crafted, locally grown. And yeah, it's just a good environment. Yeah, good vibes, as yes. they say, right? <laughs> I'm so curious, because you grew up in this area of Kauai, right, Hanalei area? Mm -hmm. What is it like to grow up here? I mean, what makes as a kid being here is so special and so unique. It is a really special place to grow up. And I would say for me um, and my family and our approach to life, we're very outdoorsy, um, <laughs> as <laughs> you may know. Yes. <laughs> um, my parents both surfed, so we are naturally at the beach a lot. And my brothers and I all took a love for the ocean. And so, you know, my childhood was at the beach rather than the playground. <laughs> so you're constantly in awe of the beauty and nature around you and it's humbling and yeah, it's just a wonderful place to be. How old were you when you first got on a surfboard? I started surfing when I was about five, maybe a little bit earlier, but I would say the love really took off around age eight mm. um, and I really got passionate about it. I, was, I think that was when I started asking my parents to take me all the time, you know, the nagging, like, please, let's go to the beach, let's go to the beach. Um, what was it about surfing? If you had to pinpoint 
what was it the sensation of being on the board? Was it the athleticism? Like, was it just being at the beach? Like, what was it that you loved the most? I think it's the thrill and the challenge and just the ultimate kind of even playing field, you know, even at eight years old, the ocean wasn't going to be easier on me than it was on my peers. And or your brothers. So, yeah, my brothers. So it's, and it's humbling too, but then it's also like really um, inspiring and exciting. And <laughs> I don't know, it just challenges you in ways that many areas in life I haven't found to challenge me the same way. And so I think even at that young age, I just loved just the challenge and the beauty. And it's kind of an art, too. So you're like your creativity is flowing. And you won a tournament when you were eight and you had a sponsor, I believe, when you were nine. Mm -hmm. What was that like? So much attention on how well you were doing at such a young age? I think I personally thrived in that environment. Yeah. I was very competitive <laughs> and I think I liked winning. I didn't necessarily like attention. <laughs> um, I was more, I would say more shy by nature, you know, not the like loud outgoing one, but um, <laughs> you know, with time I grew to like embrace that or work with it, I guess. On October 31st, 2003, everything changed for Bethany. While going for a morning surf with friends, Bethany was suddenly attacked by a 14 foot long tiger shark. She lost her left arm in the attack and had lost more than 60% of her blood by the time she arrived at a local hospital for surgery. Even after this traumatic event, Bethany was determined to get back on her surfboard. 26 days after that shark attack, you were back on your board. How did you do that? I'm not really sure myself. <laughs> um, but I remember being in the hospital and thinking, Actually, I don't know if I can surf. I didn't know anyone else who surfed with one arm. So I definitely went through a little window of time where I was like, what's my future going to hold? Like, I don't know what my life is going to be like. Like, this wasn't part of the plan. And while I had a faith and trusted that God had more for my life, I also was like, I don't know what's next. But then I had this conversation with a friend. His name is Mike Coots. He's still a good friend to this day. And he had lost his leg um, to a shark like myself, and he came and visited me in the hospital, and he said, hey, I think you can surf with one arm. I was paddling around out there, kind of messing around, and granted, he has one leg, so he's out there surfing with one leg. <laughs> so he was my light bulb of inspiration. Like, so at the hospital, he planted that seed that you could do it, that it was possible. Yeah, and meanwhile, everyone around me, like no one could envision or dream of surfing with one arm. He put that seed and that dreaming in me. And then I was just, there was no turning back. As soon as the doctor said I could get in the ocean, I was in the ocean. And what, no fear. You didn't have, I mean, did you have any trauma? Did you have any sense of, oh my gosh, this could happen again? Of course I was scared of sharks, yes, there was that. But I think my greater fear was being that I wouldn't be able to do it. So wow. going into the water, I was like really nervous, you know, and just especially when I laid down on the board and took my first few paddles, like everything felt weird and not normal. And I now had half the paddling speed. And so it was a big adjustment. But once I stood up, 
on my first wave and rode it all the way to the beach. And I just had like tears of joy. And from that moment on, I knew I'd be surfing. And I didn't know where I would take surfing, but I knew I would be enjoying my passion. <laughs> what do we have here? Oh. We are starting off with Chef Javier's crispy leek salad. Cold soba noodles are mixed with fresh yuzu and asparagus and topped with pecorino romano cheese, truffle oil, and tosazu for a unique and refreshing dish. Oh, this looks amazing. You can smell the truffle oil. It does smell really nice. Oh, that's delicious. Flavors I haven't had before. Mmm. Wow. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by Angostura. If you've ever made a cocktail at home, you've most likely shaken Angostura bitters into your cocktail at the very end of the cocktail making process. In addition to bitters, Angostura has been making world-class rum for more than 130 years. The next fall cocktail you make, try the beautiful, smooth flavor of Angostura rum. It will transport you to the Caribbean islands of Trinidad and Tobago. The House of Angostura will celebrate its 200-year anniversary of turning drinks into cocktails in 2024. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. 26 days, you get back on the surfboard. You're tentative, you're scared, but you go on to win championships. Talk to me about the psychology of that, not just getting back on the board, because you got back on the board because you love to surf. Where was the point where you said, that's not enough, I'm, I'm gonna win? Part of me getting back into competition 
I think I just really wanted to get back to normal life, and mm. my normal life consisted a lot of competing. Right. And my very first event, I made it to the finals, and so that was just so cool. I feel like that was one of the coolest moments and memories. And my comeback was just this little amateur surf contest, and I didn't know if I'd even be able to like you know make a heat, but I ended up making the finals and. That kind of just spurred me on to just keep going for it. What is it like when someone comes up to you and says, "I'm doing what I love. Maybe it's not surfing, but something else、yeah. because of you and your story." Oh, it's so heartwarming, and you know, I definitely don't do what I do to simply be an inspiration.、Mm-hmm. I just do it because I love it,、mm-hmm. and that's me being me.、Mm-hmm. But I find that in life, when we To our best version of ourselves, like that alone has a ripple effect, like, and can do so much more than you even know. And so, I really didn't like being in the limelight,、mm. and I was very much thrust into it. Like, I just feel like everything I did naturally attracted attention, and people just wanted to hear from me and like see me and be a part of my life or be inspired by my life and. As a teenager, that was really hard. Yeah, did a part of you say, "I want none of this. I want. I well, just, want, just let me surf." The part of me would just go surf, <laughs> and so the ocean was my escape and my happy place、mm. to kind of just be me and、mm. kind of slow down and turn the noise off. And you know, I had letters from people all over the world, and my mom always. She raised me to look at the world from a lens of like, there's people who need help. And so I already had this like idea that I was going to go and help people, and I didn't know what that would look like. But even my 13-year-old self wanted to go and like help someone. <laughs> and so when I started to get the letters, which granted I did not read them all because <laughs> I was going to go surfing, right?、Um, But but some of the letters I did read were just like people saying, "Hey, I'm getting back on my board because you got back on yours." Wow! And so I knew right away. I was like, "Whoa, that's so cool!" That just by me being me, it's encouraging other people to be their best version of them. Bethany's story was definitely encouraging. In 2004, she won the ESPY Award for Best Comeback Athlete. The same year that she published her autobiography, Soul Surfer: A True Story of Faith, Family, and Fighting to Get Back on the Board, the book would become a number one New York Times bestseller and was adapted into a feature film in 2011. But wait, a refreshing palate cleanser enters the picture. This is a lemongrass cherry sorbet with finger lime caviar and a little bit of lemon zest. Wow! Wow! Interesting. Thank you, Thank you Javier. Oh wow! The texture of the caviar and then the lemon. Mm, oh, that is、delicious. so refreshing. Yeah. Did you ever ask yourself why did this happen to me? I feel like I never really dwelt on that. Thankfully,、mm-hmm. like I really thought I'm so grateful to be alive、mm-hmm. and what's next, and so. No doubt, at some point or another, I thought, "Okay, why God me? Like this wasn't the plan that I had in mind." And so, kind of working through that and recognizing that in this world we will have trouble, and 
to know that we can overcome those troubles along the way mm-hmm. and trust that sometimes our troubles make us stronger and we can learn a lot from our hardest times. Yeah, it's hard to say, even though you believe it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And still to this day, there are many challenges, but I just tend to look at the bright side and be grateful for life and know that some of us face more challenge than others and it all is, it's up to us how we want to move forward. Over here Thank we have you. a fish. Now this is your favorite dish. This looks amazing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bethany's favorite dish proves she has great taste. Fresh grilled moonfish sits atop a wild mushroom fricassee with scallions, pecorino, and a truffle kuzudashi broth. Oh wow, that is really good. Bethany has now embraced her role as an inspiration to people all over the world, especially those with limb difference. Bethany and her husband run the Beautifully Flawed Foundation, a nonprofit organization with the mission of helping people overcome the difficulties and challenges of life. Their work involves holding conferences to inspire people with limb difference, working to empower girls around the world, and mentorship programs for mothers and daughters, especially teenage daughters. You now host conferences uh, specifically for mothers and daughters. Can you tell me what those are about and what do mothers and daughters learn at your conferences? So it's more of a mentorship program and it goes for about three months. We start online on Zoom and we cover an array of different topics one day a week for three months. And so we're challenging both mother and daughter and they're there doing it together. And the idea is, I believe ultimately the mother is the leader in her daughter's life. And a lot of times life happens and maybe mom and daughter are not, you know, arm in arm together. They're at odds or something, or something in their life is feeling really challenging or they're going through something. So they're coming to the program with like a need to heal or grow or overcome. Um, We're continually working through our challenges in life and helping the girls find their confidence, their beauty, their worth, just a knowing that there's more for their life. I feel like young women are attacked in so many different angles nowadays. And so just reminding the girls that they can choose their future, how they mm-hmm. see it. It's called the Ohana experience. Yeah. What does the, the word Ohana mean? That means family. Mm-hmm. So it can be blood family, but it can also be like kind of adopted family or, you know, sometimes we have aunties bring their nieces through the program or grandmas take their granddaughters because maybe mom passed away mm. or, you know, different situations happen. But it's more than just family. It's, you know, all your people. A that, community. Your community, the people that love and support you mm. or you love and support and mm. people coming together to cheer each other on. Bethany is a devout Christian and credits her faith for allowing her to navigate all aspects of her life. Her foundation, Beautifully Flawed, helps those who have lost a limb navigate their new reality. She says it's also part of her faith walk to help others realize that God has a plan for their life. What do you think your purpose and mission is now? A lot of our work is to help others. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wrote a book 
It's a children's book, so it's to help children overcome their fears, surfing past fear. And we do different retreats for women with limb difference. And so everything is directed towards just wanting to help others. I would think that one of the amazing things to come out of the attack is probably meeting so many people who have overcome such amazing odds. And you are, you know, part of that team, part of that tribe of people who overcomers. Yeah, it's been amazing meeting different men and women over the years, specifically a lot of women. There's so many amazing stories out there. Like there's so many resilient humans who are defying the odds. You know, they're doing the, they've never seen someone else surf with one arm, but they're getting out there and, you know, doing their version of surfing. And it's really inspiring to see and be a part of their life. <laughs> the term unstoppable is associated with your name. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable to me is not about being perfect and having it together all the time, but it's being willing to keep going when times get hard and adapt when you feel like you're stumped or just be your best version of you. Mm. I don't feel like it needs to be about me, but more about like the essence of my story and that hopefully that can waterfall into their life when they face challenges and hard times. Just live life to the fullest. Chef Javier had one more dish for us, a chevre cheesecake with a butter cookie and coconut crust, passion fruit gel, and apple compote. It was the perfect dessert to enjoy before heading to Hanalei Bay, Bethany's home beach where she first learned to surf. Oh, this is my home beach. I come here all the time. So I kind of learned how to surf in this area here and now my children are learning to surf here. Bethany's work with teenage girls allows her to share two things she loves, her faith and her love of surfing. Working with teenage girls is such a dream of mine. I'm so honored and I love it. And it's such a needed area to... But it's hard. It is really hard. <laughs> it's, not, but, it's no easy feat to handle teenage girls and their moms. But when you get those teenage <laughs> girls out there surfing, they are just... They let down all their guards. Uh, They're just as natural as can be. They're being challenged. What do you think surfing teaches them? I think surfing is just a place where maybe sometimes the girls are going into it thinking like, oh, I can't do this, or they're just nervous. And so, but then I get them out there and they surf and have an awesome time. And they're like, whoa, what else can I do in my life? <laughs> What do you know about surfing now that you didn't know 20 years ago? Ooh, um, I mean, probably the biggest thing is just how humbling it can be. Like the ocean is just so big and challenging and it always has you on your toes. And one day you feel amazing and the next day you're like, oh my gosh, I really got like put in my place, so. <laughs> like life. Yes. <laughs> surfing is like life. This has been amazing. Thank you thank for bringing you. me all the way to Kauai. Yes. What an amazing meal. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Really, I've enjoyed it so much. What a day with Bethany Hamilton. It's not every day you get to finish a work day walking barefoot in the sand. Bethany has devoted her life to a personal passion, a skill she has honed over thousands of beach days, a sport that has taken from her and given to her. 
you get the feeling that Bethany's shark attack thrust her into a spotlight she didn't really want. It made her uncomfortable. She lost a limb, but she gained grit. Her arm gone, but her spirit strong. A gift earned by continuing to show up when things don't look good. Bethany Hamilton's life is a lesson to surrender, to have humility, and to embrace any chance you have to inspire. Thanks for listening to To Dine For, the podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For, the podcast, American National and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.